welcome back to another episode of The Mind Palace. I am so excited to bring to you a special guest today. Her name is Jess Barker. I'm so pleased to call her my own friend, Um, but she is an online business coach for service entrepreneurs as well. So welcome, Jess. We're actually doing it this time. (laughs) So true. It's actually, it was a bit of, um, what do you call it, foreshadowing. So when we first met, the conversation that kind of just happened was, I think I had this realization that, oh my gosh, like the school system is not really for our benefit as empowered individuals. And I was just kind of sharing this with you. And yeah, I think it's, it's just been a big journey ever since. And, you know, it's converged. Our stories have converged and now we're sharing on the podcast yeah and like I hope like other people will resonate as well because I know that that was something that really a brought us together but also it was just so lovely (laughs) to hear someone else kind of going through the same experience like having the same revelations kind of coming up against the same kind of old stories and having someone else to work through that with is It's just so supportive. And so I hope that some of your listeners can kind of get that from this conversation as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are all on the same journey together around this. I feel like what we're going through now, and again, it's a long time coming, is this massive paradigm shift around work specifically. So about how we used to trade time for money. And now we're figuring out ways that we can make our work work for us kind of thing. So it's a complete paradigm shift. And yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Like, what does this mean for you? What is your, what do you hope your contribution can be to this paradigm shift? Like, where do you see yourself fitting in? Well, I guess to start with, what you've just spoken about is literally my journey. So I started off as a corporate lawyer in London and you literally have to record every six minutes of your time because that's your billable hours and that's what the client gets charged but it's also like any bonuses you get is based on your billable hours so your worth was so associated with the time that you were putting into work and that model did not work for me (laughs) I got so burnt out doing it hit like a full rock bottom and I mean there were so many different factors contributing into that yeah I guess like I'd, I'd really brought into that model of that is how work is, that is what success looks like. And in order for me to be enough, I need to like succeed in that model. And I'm so grateful for having that rock bottom because I don't know if I would have had another thing that had like forced me to pull out of it in that way. It was such like a hit around the head from the universe that I really did have to reassess everything I was doing and kind of start from scratch again and on everything, on like what was important to me, like what I wanted work to look like, what I wanted my life to look like. And that's taken me, which I'm sure we can dive into through that conversation, but this five-year journey to where I am now, where my business is built around this whole idea that we get to do work that really lights us up and we get to do it in a way that doesn't just support us financially. And I think financial side is super important just because of the world we live in, but there's so many ways to make money now. So why not choose to make money in a way that also means you can get to Pilates in a way that also means you can be present with your kids. And I think it's just really part of what I love doing is really opening people up to the possibilities that are available for them through their own business and how their businesses can actually support their dream life. Mm, I love that. And I also love how our own story and our own journey ends up helping so many people who are, say, like embarking on that journey. And so Mm -hmm. we are here now to help them along the way. In my training at the moment where we're learning about um, unconscious values And so everything that you just described of like this need to work for your value, this um, kind of group think, this need for security and safety, you know, how people get that from work is a certain value level that a lot of people now are transitioning out of. And you and I both went through that entire values level and it's all unconscious of course like you're not going in this going I'm working for my worth like we don't think that but our actions and our behaviors demonstrate that it's unfortunate but in order to 
transition out of that value level, you need to get sick or something severely bad needs to happen usually to your health to the point where it's like a breaking point. You hit rock bottom, as you said. And for for me, it was kind of the same. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is not sustainable. And a lot of us, it does get to that breaking point before we can transition out. And the next level has its own thing. And next unconscious values level has its own kind of, um, you know how they say new level, same devil. Same challenges, but like, mm-hmm. they're like, it's like doing like a video game or something. Like it's a similar concept at each level, but you're, you've advanced, like you've got more skills, you're more better equipped to actually handle that level. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, I very much see a part of our mission is to help people out of this values level, but without going through that whole ordeal of like, you know, getting sick and overworking and like getting to breaking point before we actually realize, hey, wait, what am I doing this for? So it's like when you're, say, working with your clients, is, is there anything, especially for our listeners, where like telltale signs of, you know, you're going down this path, it's not helping you. And and then how can we kind of redirect them so they don't actually need to hit that breaking point before they make a change? Yeah, I think um, a lot of my clients have actually kind of had that realization moment before. Like, so um, a lot of my clients have been previous like corporates who have burnt out and they're like, I need something different. And so obviously they've coming to me slightly later, but I also see it even in how people are building their businesses today, even having kind of gone through that rock bottom and like very consciously made a shift to like, no, I'm following a life that truly lights me up. I'm doing this based on my values. It's really sneaky how the old stories come in and how, I don't know, past corporate conditioning can come into the business. And I think where coaching can be so, so helpful with that is it's really hard to see that yourself because you're basically entangled in that story. And it's almost like you can't see the wood for the trees. And so having a coach almost acts as a mirror to actually call you out on a couple of things in like a loving way, of course. But clients will say something like, um, I can think of an example, like one of my clients, um, she's this amazing, amazing massage therapist. Like she's created her own method, which like everyone is like asking her to like teach. And we were having a conversation um, in a coaching call around it. And she was like, oh, but I need to do more qualifications first. And I just asked her, is that actually true? And we kind of delved into it. And she already had all the evidence that she had a valuable skill that was actively going to help other practitioners. And through that conversation, she started to realize that as well, because she'd never even questioned the validity of needing more qualifications. Like that was her truth with a capital T. So actually by questioning it, it kind of opened her perspective to what's possible. And I think on that vein as well, I think getting in the room with people who are living a life that you would like to be living or doing things that you like want to be doing, but you can tell there's something kind of holding you back can be so expansive because you see it's possible. All humans, we're all connected. We all are like so similar with our insecurities and stuff. And when you start to have conversations with people who are maybe further ahead or doing things that you want to be doing, you realize they have the same insecurities too. And it's just, it's not stopping them. So then you start to question, why am I letting this stuff stop me? And that's when all the interesting stories come up and you realize, wait, I've been carrying this story like dead weight for 10 years and it's not serving me anymore. It's actually holding me back. And that's what I think is so amazing about our job is that we do get to be that mirror and show people their blind spots that they can't see because they're so in it. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you can't see it because you are it. It's so interesting. And I think it's so important to have that reflection back at you of like, no, this, you're still carrying your old story and it's playing out again. Because our beliefs shape our identity. And so I loved what you said, like we are it because like our beliefs are shaped by like these thoughts that we always just keep thinking. So it's like we're, we can change all of those things. But like the first step is that awareness. And I think that is generally the hardest point to reach. And I also feel like humans love familiarity. Like we like the known. We don't tend to enjoy change that much. It feels more comfortable to stay with something that's not serving you than change it sometimes. And so again, just having Mm -hmm. something to nudge you past that 
is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in rooms and environments where, you know, you don't have those expanders, it can feel very, very, very unsafe and unsettling to think differently or have a different idea or want to do things in a different way to what you're seeing. And that's actually one of the ways that people struggle in this unconscious values level is because they're, they don't see beyond the unknown. Like, it's like beyond the reef in Moana. Like what is out there? Like will I be safe? I, I don't know. This is all I know. And what I want to share with our listeners is that there's a whole community out there beyond this. You know, there's a whole community of people who are like, come on, you know, express yourself, be your most authentic self, share your gifts with the world. There's another way. Like there's so many of us on the other side, like come join us. It's amazing here. We get to do things that light us up for a living. In my experience anyway, like when you take that leap and you're like, decide to follow what you want, you suddenly start to attract all these people into your life who are on that similar path. And I think like maybe it is because it's like something that's a little bit out of the ordinary that like we are kind of like, you kind of recognize each other and you're like, oh, you're doing this too. And like, you're looking for that connection. But I mean, even how we met, like we were literally both sat in a cafe and within like, I don't even know how we got talking, but then we ended up having like an hour conversation the first time we met. And I just mm-hmm. think like that just keeps happening. Like I think as soon as you start leading a life really based on who you authentically are with all of like this deconditioning stripped away without all of these external obligations and pressures and like self-judgment around who you can be, you start mm-hmm. to attract more people in. And like that community does build, mm-hmm. it really does. I think the biggest lie that we think, like the biggest untruth is that you're going to be alone, is that, you know, when you're out being yourself, doing your own thing on your own journey, on your own path, that you're alone. It's it's something that we like project onto yeah. our future and it's just not true. Like yeah. I actually feel like I've invited more friendships and more deeper connections and more opportunities because I've been able to decondition myself from this old way of thinking where it's like I need to be the same as everyone. Yeah. And I think it allows for like more depth because you're not trying to hide a part of yourself. If you're kind of living a life that's not really true to you, like it does kind of put a bit of a cap on like that relationship because like you're not even allowing yourself to have a true relationship with yourself. And like we're all works in progress. I'm not pretending any of us are like, yes, I'm right at the core of my being. Like we all have work to do. <laughs> yes. But like the depth does, like it expands. And it's mm-hmm. like, so, it's so fulfilling. Like, I'm so grateful for like all the amazing humans that I like, kind of have attracted in in the last few years. Like, feels like I've known them lifetimes, to be honest. I, it does. It, it starts mm-hmm. to feel that way, actually. The more you open yourself up is like the connections that you do have. It's like time collapses, you know, you're immediately yeah. connected. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely. Now, because I'm all about, you know, the shadow and what's hidden in plain sight, um, let's get really personal for a sec, but not too personal. <laughs> To make you uncomfortable, of course. So you can pass if you don't want to share. Um, but I was wondering, so, you know, for so long in your corporate career, you were hiding so much of yourself. Mm. And I would love to, for you to share, A, like what made it safe for you to kind of break out of that? And B, what was it that you were hiding that ended up being your amazing gift that now you're finally allowing yourself to share through your mm. business? I think something on this took me like a very long time to uncover myself but I had this real this like association with certain careers were successful and Mm. I thought that I had to be successful in order to be worthy and to be liked and to be happy so that was a narrative that I followed like throughout my like teens and early 20s like I got straight A's at school came for like top of my class at university went to like a really prestigious law firm in London All of that was because I was like, well, I have to be successful. And like, these are the only ways to be successful. And it was Mm. really sneaky because even when I burnt out and I left corporate law, I still was semi buying into that. But I was kind of telling myself I wasn't. So I moved to Australia. I did a master's of like business administration, which basically, again, sets you up for a very corporate career. It's a very it gives you all of like the business knowledge that you need 
So it was still kind of buying into that, even though I was like, oh, I'm moving to Australia. I'm like starting afresh. It was still very led by like, what is successful? It was really a very gradual process for me. Um, Like there were so many layers of identity that I had to shed because like, I remember even when I moved here, people were like, oh, what do you do? And I had so much shame about saying I was a student, even Mm. though I was doing this master's program. Mm. And I had to be like, oh, but I used to be a corporate lawyer. And it was almost like that was my value still. I honestly, in time, I don't think there was a single turning point for me. I think it was just this really gradual process of finding other things in my life that really lit me up and finding other things that gave me like so much joy that I didn't actually care what anyone else was like thinking about them. I, and I, even when I started my own business, so my coaching business actually started as like doing strategy and operations consulting, um, which was still super corporate, even though it was like under the skies of my own business. And I think just the longer I did it, the more I was like, why am I recreating my corporate career in my own business? And I just got fed mm-hmm. up of my own bullshit, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. And I just... Mm-hmm. It has to get to that point sometimes. Yeah. And I think I started realizing, like, even when I was doing the consulting, I got so much more joy from the coaching side of things and actually helping people like really fulfill their potential and helping them expand their vision for what's possible for them. And then the kind of beautiful thing about all of this is that all of that business stuff, which I thought I had to do, I now use that skill set for something that I actually love because once I help mm. people understand what's possible for them, I have that skill set to actually action it. So it's been this really beautiful kind of 360 where something that was actually keeping me really trapped is now supporting the life that I want to create and the life of my clients amazing your the way you articulate your journey is just you know so many women especially will relate to this and myself included as you're talking I'm like yes that was me that was me you know that's still me especially the part where you were saying you know the fear of what other people will think of you when you're doing your passion which potentially might not be as quote-unquote noble right as the traditional like you're a lawyer you're an engineer you're this you're that and it's just so much easier to say you know hey I'm this Um, and, and people have this image of you for me, it was like, wait, I, this is very self-serving. Like this image is, it's a form of manipulation. Like I'm manipulating myself so that I'm approved by other people. Mm. And I'm like, wait, if I, you know, we're all going to die one day. If I die one day and I'm like, wait, my whole life, I was creating this facade for somebody else. What a waste of a life, you know? I'm so glad that I realized this early on because now it's like, okay, it's not about cutting off everything that I've learned to this point. Like you said, your business tools are still helping you now. It's not about that, right? It's about how can I integrate more of my love and my passion, what I'm actually really good at and what lights me up. And I also really resonated when you said, you know, it wasn't just like an overnight thing. It was just a gradual journey of doing things that light you up. And for me, it was um, it was very specifically just about connecting to my younger self. And she was very creative. And, you know, that's how I started this podcast. I was like, wow, I love media. I love creating content. I love being outside. I love in- inspira- like creating inspirational things for people. I love uplifting people. And I just reconnected to that. And it's not about going, okay, old self is dead. This is my new self. It's just about, yeah, like I said, incorporating the two together. And it's just been this magical harmonization of my my life. I don't know, of that versus like now. I, I love that because I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not about throwing away your past because... A, it served you because like without that, you wouldn't be to where you currently are. But it's like, how, like, what are the learnings from it? And you can just bring those elements of things that really make you you. So like your love of creativity, like you bring that into your business. Mm. Say with me, like, so it's kind of a mix of like, because I burnt out, I don't want anyone else to go and experience that because I think we can all learn from, there's kind of two ways of learning, right? It's either you go and do it yourself or you learn from other people's experiences and their own learnings. And like the second one's mm. quite a lot nicer and a lot quicker. It involves a lot of trials is what I'm learning is like, okay, somebody who has done what I'm about to do is giving me advice. Do I, do I trust myself and do I trust them? Because I'm doing yeah. this without having gone through the experience myself. Um, and I think that's also such a beautiful element of like surrendering and what you think you know surrendering actually because there's actually more out there that you don't know and just trusting that but yeah sorry I cut you off no oh I kind of want to go on another tangent from that now it's like our lived experience is so small 
So why not borrow Mm. from like the rest of like humanity, you know, like we're not so different. There's a really good book called Stumbling Upon Happiness. I think it's by Daniel Gilbert, but he basically says in it, asking people who have done the thing that you want to do, what their experience of it Mm. is actually Mm -hmm. a better assessment of your happiness you'll get from it than your own prediction, because we are so similar. Mm. Like I, I find sometimes just knowing like facts like that can actually help with that trust factor. Like an analogy for it was like I did a free diving course and even just being told that when you are running out of oxygen, there are a few like warning signals. And one of them is like that urge to breathe. And the instructor was like, when you have that urge to breathe, you actually have at least a minute of oxygen left. And just being told that one fact, let me trust. Like I was suddenly like, okay, mm-hmm. no, I know I've got this. And so I think, yes, like you can definitely do this at like a subconscious level. You can change your beliefs, you can trust. And if you need some extra mm-hmm. evidential support, like it's look for it and find it. Like whatever is gonna support mm-hmm. you to get to that mm-hmm. place of trust, just use that mm-hmm. as a tool. I love that. And I feel like if, if anyone's listening and kind of feels like, wow, how is this gonna be possible for me? Find evidence in our world. Our world has so many different stories. You know, there's a spectrum of examples. People have created successful businesses doing, you know, nothing and then others who have done the most. And it's kind of like pick which inspires you the most, which lights you up and how you want to create your kind of lifestyle you know, mirror them. That's one of the things we're taught in NLP as well is that if somebody has mastered something, it can be taught. Like you can actually learn um, success by mirroring their actions and like learning from them that way. Just watch how they're doing it and then you can just recreate that yourself. And it's so powerful to just continually be showing yourself examples of what's possible for you because then you will subconsciously believe and it will feel like everyone else is doing it. So it's so possible for me. It's like the, is it the four minute mile type example? Yeah. And it's like no one could run it mm. on, and then suddenly some one, one guy did run it in four minutes. Now we all do it. Now I'm running four minute miles. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm yeah. getting everybody else to do free diving. <laughs> do you guys like how I'm recruiting people? <laughs> So good. Yeah, everyone, high, high recommendation for freediving. <laughs> it's the so best fun. mirror. The best mirror. It's my biggest teacher. I find it really meditative. You're just, everything stops, which I think mm. is such a special thing in this world where like there is so much noise and so much distraction. And I think part of what mm. we're talking about is really uncovering what's important to you. Mm. A big chunk of that is actually giving yourself space to uncover what's important to you. It mm. doesn't really happen um by accident in this world because there is so much noise there is so much distraction and so I think that's another just really big thing it's like give yourself some time to figure this out and just play with it a little bit like I see this in clients sometimes they put so much pressure to have all the answers now it can just Mm. be these small steps it can just be like do a little bit of something that like really lights you up in a day it doesn't have to be this huge Mm -hmm. life overhaul like straight away And for some people, they want that. Mm. It's pick your own journey with this. And I think that applies Mm. to the life you're creating as well. Like I loved when you were saying about the expanders and look at how other people are doing it. And it's like pick those bits that you really like and mesh them into your perfect life because it's going to be different for everyone. Like not, Mm. not a single soul on this planet will want the exact same things. And so I think just giving yourself time Mm. and space to uncover what those things are for you is just so important. And just kind of leaning into the whole like you get to design your life thing. Mm. We were having this chat before we clicked to record and I was like to Jess, I feel this pressure to make the jump immediately, like, you know, to do that complete overhaul of my life. And then I kind of felt like Jess reflected back to me, you know, it doesn't sound like it's coming from fear though, like it sounds like you're enjoying where you're at and I absolutely am. And it's like allow yourself to enjoy each stage that you're at, you know, we keep using business examples, but that's just the way I think. Um, Amazon, you know, started in the basement of someone's house, like just one guy on a laptop. And it's like, how exciting would it be to be sitting in that situation at that level, at that stage, and just being like, wow, I feel so much potential. And I'm also loving this stage. Like how exciting. It just feels so, like there's so much potential. I know I'm going to go far. And can I enjoy the moment that I'm at right now? Because if we jump straight to the end, what the hell is the point of anything? You know, we're just 
jumping and then it's like we're never really enjoying anything. We're just trying to get to the next place. It's like how can I really romanticize this stage in my life? I also love how can I make this a core memory? Like I know I'm going to look back on these days where I'm doing this podcast in my room and be like, oh, that was cute. But I'm loving it at the moment, <laughs> like allowing myself to be the um, the apprentice. You know, this is such a critical part of your journey. One thing as well is like, what even is the end? And like, this is kind of top of mind because I'm in like this kind of mastermind group of like other coaches. And we're just in this like ongoing container where we just meet up like every few weeks and just work through problems together and just chat about what's going on. We were both like, we love this container because it's ongoing and it's like none of us see an end point to our businesses like we like we just want to do this forever we want to be always growing always expanding always try like building on something it's not like I'm doing Mm. this for an end point if like I adopted that mentality of like oh I need to get to this goal I would be miserable the whole time (laughs) like which would just defeat Mm. the whole point of like what I'm doing and I think I'm sure your like listeners are similar on this like I want to always be growing I want to always be expanding Mm -hmm. and there's not like a limit to that like I love I love learning I love growth and putting a cap on where that has to finish just feels horrible to me to be honest I think viewing just life as this continuous changing beautiful thing and just giving your all to Mm -hmm. where you're at at the moment and enjoying where you're at at the moment because I think everything's always going to change and so it's like Mm -hmm. we're never going to get this particular stage of again we keep talking about business but we're never going to get this stage of life again Mm. like Mm. things Mm. are constantly shifting and I think just having so much appreciation for where you're currently at also in like Mm. a kind of paradoxical way it also gets you to where you want to go better because if you're enjoying where you're currently at you're showing up as the best version of you you're showing up with this like high energy like people want to be around you like you get more creative because you're actually enjoying your life. Whereas like, you know, when you're just like, oh, I don't have this yet. I need to get to this. Oh, it's going to be such a push and a hustle. Like you can't get creativity from that headspace because you're in a lack mindset there and you're not appreciating Mm. what's already here. So it's like, you're not going to get more. Yeah, because you and I have actually been to the brink of, you know, breaking point where it's like everything feels so hard and this is not sustainable because we know that's our edge now like that's Mm. that's as far as we want to go anytime that we come up against a little bit of that it's like no wrong direction go this way you know choose joy choose your happiness choose your health and well-being and it's like my blinkers or like that kind of red flag that pops up pops up so much quicker now and I'm able to redirect so with so much more ease and just like self-compassion as well. Like, oh, I feel this pattern coming up. I, I'm trying to work really hard and I'm kind of bringing that into my joy and my creativity and that doesn't feel good. So anytime that kind of resistance comes up and I'm like not enjoying the moment, not enjoying and not being present with you, say, in this conversation because I'm trying to get somewhere in my head is when it stops becoming fun and it's like, oh, I've just recreated the old pattern in this new lifestyle yeah. and that's not fun no and it's it's not um it doesn't get you to the life you want either I think we both kind of had this pattern of pushing and like hustling and like making things work with that there's like this cycle that happens where you'll do that for a time and then I mean we both got hit with burnout and that stops all momentum when you get hit with something like that and then getting started again is like a really slow process because it's like if you imagine like a car just like kind of cruising along in neutral or something and it's brakes go on like you've got to like start the whole process again Mm. I think that's something like I'm really big on is like that sustainability element to life because again like what's the end point here like you want to be able to be doing all of this stuff forever yeah I had a friend who they were starting a business and they they were like I know that this year is just gonna be hard and it is just gonna be I'm gonna put everything to it but it's I'm giving myself a deadline for it because they knew that that deadline Mm. was their limit and I think that's different for everyone Mm -hmm. um and how again Mm. how everyone likes to work but I just think you need to know that you're going to be like able to restore if you are pushing 
to that extent. Yeah, man, I would love to talk that to that person. And I, it obviously sounds like a conscious choice and they're mm. consciously deciding, okay, I'm just going to do this. But I would almost argue like why are you believing that it has to be hard in order mm. for you to get results? Like this is the biggest, yeah. again, coming back to this paradigm shift of it needs to be hard in order to get there. I would argue that the harder it is, it's like the more resistance you're creating and you're actually slowing yourself down. So like, how can I make it easier? How can I actually allow and receive rather than push and try and get there? So I'm not sure about, about this person's situation. Maybe it is really working for them and it lights them up to use so much energy because sometimes I'm like that too. Yeah. So something being easeful doesn't mean you're not putting in effort, right? And mm, so- Exactly, exactly. Because I think we actually, like, like you just said, it feels really good to be putting effort and action towards something. But it's almost like the mentality behind it is what either makes it hard or easeful rather than necessarily Mm -hmm. the action that you're taking. Yeah, you're actually really right. And maybe I should clarify as well um, when I speak about this because I used to have this perception of other people talking about this or like they're just encouraging you to be lazy and do nothing. And like that's not what I mean. I actually feel like the resistance that I'm talking about and the hard hustle and everything is like almost internal resistance. Absolutely. It's almost like making things hard internally. Like if you feel terrible and you're pushing and pushing and pushing, that's what I mean. It's like that's not helpful. But if you're feeling alive and like inspired and happy and also you're taking action, like that's where the magic happens. So I'm actually encouraging action but from a place of joy and inspiration as opposed to needing to or like trying to push and it feeling terrible the whole time. Yeah, and sometimes that feeling good is – it's going to f- like the the end result of the action feels really good to you because i think that's again something that um can be a bit of a misconception in like this space is like because there's a difference between like because some of the stuff that the actions that you take which the outcome feels really good the action you're taking feels really uncomfortable ah, i'm trying to think of an example even so okay so the first time that I went and this is such like a small thing but like I avoided showing up on camera on Instagram for so long and I had all these excuses as to like why I wasn't doing it and like the truth was it just felt really uncomfortable I didn't want to be seen I didn't want to be judged all of these things one of the things I want to do with my coaching is actually do online courses and so that outcome is something that feels really really good to me and lights me up and I'm excited to do it and the action to Mm. like I knew that if I couldn't show up on like an Instagram story like I'm not gonna be able to show up and teach like a whole live course like it's just it's such an unrealistic thing so that that showing up on camera didn't feel good but like I'm so Mm. glad I did it because the outcome feels really good and I think it's sometimes like actually having a really honest conversation with yourself and being like, am I not doing this because there's actually like resistance there and this isn't a path I should be going down? Or mm. is it that this actually feels uncomfortable because it's at a growth edge for me and I have some limiting beliefs mm. and I have some fears around it and the comfort is actually coming because I've got these blocks up. Like, I love that we're having this conversation because the world that we live in is so like, it can be reduced just down to like a clickbait title and it's like oh like just let let things come to you and stuff which just negates these nuances that we're getting to talk about right now which are like yeah I think that's where it can come from like oh you could just need to like think positive and it all happen and then the other extreme is like oh you have to push to get what you want and it's like no like the reality Mm -hmm. is like a little bit in the middle and just really listening to like whether something lights you up and whether you're like avoiding something because of fear yeah and actually learning to love that feeling of being in the unknown of pushing Mm. past your comfort zone is a really exciting space to be in yeah just it's just when you expand your capacity that way yeah I I'm like almost lost for words (laughs) because it's just (laughs) yeah such a cool place to be in I love how you frame it as exciting because um I think the unknown is scary for a lot of people and I think something being scary versus exciting like we actually feel quite similar things as humans for those two emotions and so I love that you're like confusing to view this is exciting yes and exciting with like no expectations because if you're excited about it turning out a certain way and it doesn't meet that expectation then you're going to feel you know disappointed blah 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 so it's like an excitement of like regardless of how this turns out I'm going to choose to feel good and complete and happy with myself yeah. 
when you are pushing past the comfort zone and again if you want to tap in here with your advice or like how you work with clients it's like this it is that action piece of like yeah show up anyway even though this does kind of feel uncomfortable and shitty and then it's the whole actually dissolving why it's making you feel so shitty Mm -hmm. so what are the stories that you're having about this Mm -hmm. what beliefs do you have about yourself by showing up what are you thinking that others are viewing you as which is just your projection so it's about dissolving all of those in the process and some people might just need to have that conversation of like no one cares no one's judging you and if they are choose your happiness you know and that might dissolve the pressure and and all the fear that comes up when you do show up and do something that is out of your comfort zone other people they might need to have that evidence and they might need to show up five times and also do that work before they believe that that's true for them so it's just about finding a way that works for you. It's kind of like a two-pronged approach, right? Like so you've got the work on like those limiting beliefs that are really like making it feel uncomfortable and just really question where they've come from. But also connecting back to like why you're doing it can be such a powerful mm. like motivator to help you kind of actually break through that discomfort. So I, like, again, like mm. with that example of like me showing up on camera, the, the why behind it is because I want to be able to do these courses. And so that was like powerful enough for me to like overcome like the beliefs that I had. And I think it's almost like a bit of a chicken and egg thing because then I think like because I showed myself I could do it, it then helped dissolve the beliefs as well. So they kind of Mm. feed into each other. It's Mm. not like this like nice neat process that you're then like, okay, great. I'm now free of all of this. Like it really, they do kind of flow between. Like we're human. We have these bodies and we kind of do need to prove and have that feeling, that lived experience in some cases to believe it. Um, Where I think it gets exciting is when you don't need that experience. You just decide I'm that person and you show up and just incredible things happen. So as you were saying, connecting to your why, this is so powerful. And I feel as though this can trump all of your, I'm going to say all of your limiting beliefs because your limiting beliefs are about self. When you connect to your why, it's usually not about self. And so when you have those fears, it's like, oh, what are people going to think of me if they see me online? Or, um, you know, it's it's all very it's all very about me. But if I if my why is bigger than me, it's almost like you can drop the narrative of your identity and immediately go beyond that. And if we're talking like linking back to our unconscious values that I was talking about before, so that values level, if you're curious, that is well beyond the kind of overworking. And then we jump to materialistic and there's a few other values levels. The top values level is is where you're not op- really operating out of kind of that self need. And it's more about, okay, the collective. And I feel like if you can tap into that values level of like, actually, this isn't about me. This is about my impact and how I can contribute positively to other people's lives. Um, yeah. It immediately trumps like your like small problems that it's so tied to your identity now. Oh, and I see that all the time with my clients because like everyone I work with is like building a really service-led business and they really want to help all of their clients' well-being and they care so much about it. And like they know the positive impact they can have in the world. And like it's such a huge drive for them to take the actions that they need to, to actually build their businesses. And you're bigger than you doesn't have to be like a global impact as well. Like mm-hmm, I had exactly. one client who she's, um, she's like got a growing family. She wanted to be able to just have like passive income coming in so that she could be really present with her children. And that's like, mm that is a why that is beyond her. Like we sometimes think it has to be this huge, big thing, but like your family unit Mm. can be your why. Like, and it's all going beyond you. I see this a lot with women, actually. Um, They almost have shame for their why. And like, they almost don't want to say what their why is. This client I'm thinking of again, like she almost, because she came from this really like, again, high-flying corporate background. And she was almost like, oh, I want to be at home. And she and I was like, that's a, such a beautiful goal because that is like serving you and your family in the best way possible for you. I think we just sometimes need to give ourselves permission for our why to be whatever it has to be. And I think that's why I just wanted to like clarify it doesn't have to be this huge global why to make it worthy. Like whatever your why mm. is, it's innate to you for a reason and it's automatically worthy. Mm, I love that. I love that. And thank you for clarifying because there is no better than, you know, there is no bigger than or smaller than. Everything is neutral, really. It's just the value you assign to it. And so that woman that you're talking about, your client, 
has had this conditioning around it being shameful to want to be at home. But, you know, she gets to decide. She gets to decide what value that means for her. Like she gets to go after that if she wants. And it's really about giving yourself permission. I think this is the thing that we've come into now is like giving yourself absolute permission to do what lights you up. Which is easier said than done. Whatever that looks like. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's so simple, guys. Why aren't you all doing it? (laughs) It's like, of course. Why is it so simple? Simple doesn't mean easy. <laughs> like I think exactly, I think exactly. Like, I mean, I can remember honestly, like sit like six years ago, I was still working as a corporate lawyer, and I had like a picture of Bondi Beach taped to like my fridge in my kitchen, and I was like, I knew I wanted to be there. I knew I wanted to be running my own business, and like it took me so long to give myself the permission to actually do it, and like. Mm. It was so hard, like shedding that old identity that wasn't mm-hmm. serving me and this old like things of what I thought I should want. It took me time. It really did. That's so true. Like on the outside, it's very simple, you know, buy your ticket to Bondi, um, mm-hmm. create a business uh, number, BSB, whatever, register your business, uh, start showing up. Like it's very simple in terms of tasks and logistics. It's just the identity and inner work that comes with it that we seem to Absolutely. gloss over sometimes. Like I do, I'm like, oh, that was easy, but I forget the entire process of, you know, shifting this identity from previous jazz who had all these limiting beliefs and fears to current jazz who still has some, of course, like it's a, it's a ongoing journey. Um, but yeah, that not underestimating the actual process which can be uncomfortable and frustrating and sad and all of those things too like that's also a part of the journey absolutely and I think sometimes like the challenges you get along the way because I don't know anyone who hasn't had challenges and we see this highlight reel online I'm like like everyone has challenges and but I think it's sometimes those challenges are like specifically to help you Either they show you where you currently have a limiting belief or fear around yourself, or they like really force mm. you to grow into that version of you that you need for the next phase mm. of your life. And I think mm. kind of actually viewing the challenges with that lens, and I am not taking away from mm. how horrible they can be sometimes. Like they can be so painful and like not fun to go through. But if I look back <laughs> at every challenge that I've just faced, think positive yeah, about them, Jess. <laughs> Like, yeah, if you ask me in the midst of one of them, it'd be a different conversation. <laughs> but they have, they've all got me to where I am. Like, and exactly, like, even like a little thing, like when I, so I got like my, so I'm like now a citizen of Australia. Um, but oh my gosh, there were so many challenges to get to that place where I had like the visa to like give me PR and get to that. And I remember there was like one point where I was like this close to being granted PR and they said that I couldn't get it through like a technicality so I had to then write to them and like appeal this technicality and all this stuff and every single step along the way it was like I was being really challenged to really own what I wanted and like Mm. why I was worth worthy having what I wanted which has genuinely now really set me up for where I currently am but at the time Mm obviously not fun to go through but it's all for us it is all for us even though in the time it does not feel like that no (laughs) it is it's preparation for your next level because if you can't handle that level and if you are still for example concerned with other people's judgment it's just going to be bigger in the next level so you're going to have to get comfortable with it at this level Um, And if you're still, for example, with your example of PR, you're still hesitating about this big move, then imagine when you do move, you're still going to have that hesitation. It's going to feel a lot bigger. So you need to be absolutely clear and strong in yourself. And I think those challenges really teach us that. These challenges are almost like a safety mechanism. It's like going back to like that. They really are. It's like you're not quite equipped to deal with the next level so let's just we're just gonna just <laughs> give you things so that you can grow up so you're ready for it and like you're gonna like because I think also like our subconscious really wants to keep us safe like that is mm. honestly it's like it's number one drive and so with these challenges it's like almost showing to yourself that you can handle it makes it safe to go to the next mm. level Mm -hmm. whether you feel safe enough whether you feel safe within yourself like you need to those challenges kind of teach you and reinforce that like can you hold yourself even when the whole world 
Yeah, maybe that's a big example, but <laughs> um, I always use the example of Taylor Swift, but the whole world is watching her. Like, can she handle that? <laughs> She's the best example for anyone at the moment. Like, if you're in business or I don't know, like pop she music, she is just such. She got cancelled by the world, and like she yeah. could hold that. Like she's come back stronger than ever now. And I honestly feel like, again, this is just me viewing from the sidelines here, but that she is a more expressed version of herself now. And like how could she have been that comfortable being so self-expressed if she couldn't deal with people not liking that, that whole mm-hmm. version of her? Um. All right, my dear. Oh, my gosh. We have covered so much. But I would love to ask you now, when it comes to this paradigm shift that we're experiencing now, what is, okay, two-pronged question, what is something that really excites you about this? Like what is this going to enable us as, as a community, as a collective to be able to do? Like what do you see in the future for us as a result of this shift? And then B would be like what is some advice that you could give people that could kind of help them move through this journey with a little more ease, you know, like potentially mm-hmm. moving through those unconscious blocks or like limiting beliefs or what is something that you constantly see in your clients that keeps coming up that you could share with our audience um I love this question I think I think the uncoupling time and work it's almost bigger than that it's I really see it as this shift that's happening where you can do work that is truly lighting you up in a way that is most suited to you as an individual. I think if we all start working in a way that like is how we uniquely work best and we're offering to the world a service that we are so passionate about and that is in our zone of genius, then collectively we're all offering our best. And if collectively Mm. everyone is optimizing, everyone is giving like their best work to the world, that is gonna have such positive knock-on effects like just imagine everyone actually being joyful about work or like, cause then you've got so much more capacity to give to other areas of your life too. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really huge thing. Like when you start to shift to this way of working, you can give to other areas of your life and you become like a full, like it's a fuller life. And if everyone gets to do that, we all benefit. And I think more people are really waking up to that because And again, like a lot of my clients are women, so I see this a lot with women, but the nine to five just isn't designed for like, I mean, even if you just go on like a biological level, like if you go to like cycle syncing, for example, like our hormonal profile goes over 28 days rather than a 24 hour clock. So like, I'm, I'm just for context, I'm a Virgo and a projector, so I love efficiency. And I'm like, it is so inefficient for us to not be operating in the way that we work best. So I like the efficiency <laughs> gains. <laughs> same, of us same all, here. Actually just do, staying in our lane and working how we're uniquely designed to work. So I think that's one side of it. And then in terms of how people can get to that place, I think it's just start small because everyone is going to be starting from a different place on that journey. I don't know where like all of your listeners are. Some people, this might be the first conversation that's kind of opening their eyes to something else. Other people might already be like following it, right? But I think it's, mm-hmm. I love breaking down with my clients, like what is the next step you can take? And again, like putting that through the filter of like, does that step align with my vision? Does this step like genuinely bring me joy is this genuinely aligned to what I want to do or are there limiting blocks or am I like doing this for reasons that aren't authentically my reasons and then take that step and then do that again and again and again because it's not like I don't feel like that huge leap is sustainable for all of these Mm -hmm. reasons we've spoken about like the challenges are part of the process enjoying where you're currently at Mm -hmm. is part of the process and so actually just break it down into those really small steps and you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like going back to that example, like I now live at Bondi Beach. <laughs> that place that was on the fridge in my London apartment is where I currently am like cool home. I'm running my mm-hmm. own business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this was the result of so many small steps in this direction. So it's just getting clear mm-hmm. on what you want and giving yourself the time, the space to get clear on what you want and then taking steps towards it every single day. I love that. I love that. And that really makes me so excited about this, say, like new world that we're all evolving into. I mean, our parents had their own version of reality. Mm -hmm. We're creating a new one. It really makes me excited to know that 
in this one, we get to create a world where we get to offer value and service in a way that, like you said, is most effective and efficient because we're doing it from heart and passion and soul and all of that. Um, And I really, yeah, I believe that if we all do it, then it would make such a big difference. And I also love how you broke down, you know, this doesn't have to be like a quick overhaul of your entire life and start afresh. It really is just every day deciding to make a conscious choice towards that direction and enjoying the step and like the random things that come up that you didn't anticipate along the way, because that is the most fun part is the stuff that you didn't anticipate. And what you might find is that vision that you once had might shift and change and evolve because you're changing and evolving. So it's like full trust that the next step you take, as long as it kind of feels expansive and good for you and it's, um, it's, it's coming from a place of like love, not fear, say, if we could simplify yeah. it, then trust that you're on the right path, you know, like you don't need this big evidence of, you know, are you on the wrong right path or wrong path? It's just like take each day as it comes. You can't go wrong. Because even, you can't like, go wrong. Because every decision you take is like if you are putting energy out into the world and you're taking action with that really heart-led intention of like creating this like life that you want to live and like coming from that authentic place for you like you there are no wrong turns because you are gonna get Mm -hmm. that energy back and it might not be in the Mm -hmm. way that you expected but just being open to the magic of life a little bit I think that was a big Mm -hmm. shift like I mean when I was working in some startups like we'd do these big like five-year plans and all of this stuff and I think that's been a big shift for me is like actually like that's not really helpful because so much changes in that time and so like even the world that we live in from like a technological perspective we can't even really imagine what that's going to look like in five years and so Mm -hmm. I think it is like hold that vision hold it loosely Mm. be open to it changing and just do what you can today it was such a pleasure talking to you Jess where can we find you how can we work with you um probably the best place to connect with me is on instagram i'd love to have conversations with people so yeah drop into my dms i'm at jess sparker underscore coaching website is www.houseofjessica.com um i am currently offering like one-on-one coaching um which is like for a three-month minimum because i really care about getting results for my clients and yeah so if you are a service-led entrepreneur you want to figure out how to unlock more profits and growth without the burnout, without sacrificing what you love, um, then slide into my DMs. I would love the conversation. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. And lots of love, all of our listeners. Um, you'll see us in the next, or you see me in the next episode, unless Jess wants to come back. <laughs> Part two. Well, it's really, really <laughs> work, but...